0: In the Holy Word's peace. Peace be multiplied. It's a blessed day, a blessed day. Yeah. It's a good day. It's going to seem like every message that pastor is giving is like an affirmation. And the reason that I'm giving these messages like this is because of the times that we're living in. We're living in times that, that we've never seen before. And it's a very difficult time for us. And there's a lot of things happening that uh, really, as a shepherd of a flock, which is your shepherd, it concerns me because I don't want to lose any of our people and sometimes because we're not around each other we don't really know the condition that others are in and so pastor is going to be doing messages like this for a while and because it makes me very nervous when I see what's going on around the, the country and it's like in Missouri with this uh, virus going on we stay at the top and uh, so it's, it's we have to be very careful when we make a decision of how many people we can put in the sanctuary. Uh, love doesn't take chances with people's lives. Yes, okay. sir. Right. and you know, one thing that's bothered me is the suicide rate is off the chains. The national suicide rate are at the highest level since World War II, the highest level since World War II. And the, the factors include economic stress, of course, social uh, isolation anxiety okay and the the reducing of the access to religious service yes because because people a lot of people will not and we got people here in our congregation that don't turn the tvs on and listen on the telephone whatever y'all do on your computer and listen to the message you have to listen to the message. If you are spiritual people, and you have <clears throat> always been with me a long time, we should be at the place that we will uh, get on the website, or we will get on the, uh, what we call now, when we're doing this, uh, uh, right at this very moment, you can be with us. Right. right at this very moment, you can be with us. But you must feed your spirit. And so the religious service is beyond being in the building, <clears throat> right? Because we have all of these. So this is, I want to talk to you about and encourage you about, and this is a whole lot of darkness going on right now. I can't believe those fires. Uh, that is unbelievable. How this people just wiping people's stuff out. Hurricanes, tornadoes, and of course we have all of the protests. We have riots. And of course we have the virus, and the homicide rate is off the chain, so we got kids are confused, or they don't know if they're going to stay home, they're going to go to school, and all of that. And that's stressing parents out, and the people in low income, that have low income jobs, that are waitresses and people like that are working uh, uh, in different areas where they have food and all this stuff. They get food and all this stuff. These people are losing their jobs, and they don't know how they're going to make it. And so we want to be able to inspire them. Because sometimes we look for the hope in the wrong place. And so this is a message to help you to help others. Right? right? right. This is a message to help you to help others. Because most of the people that I know in Christ's temple north are doing very well. Amen. You have got some people doing better than well. But that doesn't mean that your kin people are right. or other people in the body of Christ or not. And so you need this lesson is for you to be able to minister to others. After you feed and get full, there'll be enough left on the table or on the plate in your plate that you can share with others. And one of my favorite scriptures, uh, we're going to do it last, but I want to understand that the Lord's light in the uh, the Lord's light in the midst of darkness. We are right now in the midst of darkness. Some people are living in the midst of darkness. They can't find their way out. They can't even see their way out. And some, you know, sometimes when someone can't see their way out, it's okay because they can get somebody in front of them and, and, and they'll pull them out. And that's what we ought to do. And we're not gonna cut uh, people down because they're getting depressed and people stressed and you know, uh, folks need help. Everybody doesn't have the financial uh, means to be able to see a psychologist. Everybody doesn't have the fun. They don't have the insurance. They don't have those things. And so the only hope they're going to have is that someone will come to them as an individual and help them walk through their dark hours. Does that make sense? And so in Romans 8, 31, 35 and the Passion, we're going to start. So what does all this mean? So, just what I said, so what does all this mean? To you all that are listening to me and to you all that the few of you all that are in here. Alright? If God has determined to stand with us. So we know that God has already determined to stand with us. Right. He already knew that situations and circumstances that we're dealing with now would happen. There's nothing new under the sun when it comes to God. He knew that something like this would happen. Yes, but for us that we read the scriptures, uh, if God is determined to stand with us Because he said he would That is his word Remember I told you all With God's word I'm leaning on God's word Alright So tell me Who then could ever stand against us And, and he says Then, then who could stand against us And sometimes when we say Who can stand against us We just get into the physical realm Thinking it's another person but not necessarily. Done so when we get down to verse 35, it, it gets all of us have been there, maybe not as long as it is now, but all of us have it's not been a person that that's bothered us. It's, it can be troubles. Yes, sir. Okay. There's always gonna be troubles. You all know I tell you one thing, I promise you: sooner sort of later like trouble <laughs> And I just call it life. It says, But who can stand against us? Even our troubles, troubles are going to come. You know, there used to be a song a person called me' Own Trouble in mind, I'm blue, but I won't be blue always. You see, and we have to understand that troubles are a part of life. And right now, we're living in trouble times, right? All of us are living, and even though we here, many of us are doing okay, there are people that we know that are dealing with troubles, all right? And they need someone to help them and to encourage them, and to lift them up in the midst of their troubles. Because if we say that we are Christians, that means if one of us have troubles, all of us have troubles. Mm-hmm. All right? And the other one is what? Pressures. There's no other time for, and I feel sorry for these people that's got pressures. Should my children go to school? Should my children stay home? Should I homeschool? All of this stuff is going on. Should I work a part-time job? Should I work a full-time job? Should I work a part-time job and a full-time job? Should I get you know, all of these things that's going on right now? It's just pressure. And uh, just pressure, pressure, pressure. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's life. It's just life, right? Okay, here we go. And the last one is problems. And problems. There's always going to be problems. Some kind of problems. There's always going to be problems, right? greatly rescue those are unable to come between us and heaven's love but those problems listen all of this stuff that I talked about cannot come between us and heaven's love that means God's love none of these things can become between us and God's love the one thing that I'm dependent on no matter what my situation is or circumstance is is God's love That's right God loves me God loves you. And when you know that that part that God loves you, you know that trouble will come, but it won't be always. You know there's going to be pressure, but God will come and help you to deal with the pressures of life. There's going to be problems, but God will give you the wisdom to figure out the problems. You see, that's why the Bible says lean not to your own understanding. So when problems come, we have to get out our own understanding, not lean not to our own understanding. And what it brings to me when trouble comes, the thing that I want to hear before I even sit down and try to figure it out, I want to know that nothing can come between me and God's love. So if God loves me, you see, remember this thing that I have for you all, there is a blessing in the lesson. So when I'm into troubles, when trouble comes upon my life, what I'm doing is, where is the lesson in these troubles? Where is the lesson in these problems? Where is the lesson in this pressure? Because a lot of troubles, come on here, and a lot of pressure and a lot of problems I brought on myself, you understand what I'm saying? And so, and, and a lot of times, trouble and pressures and problems are brought on us by other people, but we, and it caused us to get in the midst of it, but we're not gonna let that come between us and God. Are you with me? You see, it would be nice if everything was all right all the time. It's never going to be all right all the time. You know, I pound that into you all, all the time. It's never going to be all right all the time because even if your life is all right, your spouse may have a problem, or your child may have a problem, or a friend, or your parents, or a friend might have a problem. There's something that we always have to deal with. Quit running. You gotta stand still and know that God loves you. And there is nothing between you and God. It's God and you and then problem, problems. It's God and you and then pressure. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you, so so nothing, nothing, listen to me. Nothing at all can come between you and heaven's love, which is God's love. Alright? And then we come from Psalms 23 and four. You've done Psalms 23 and 4 many, many, many times, but you've probably never listened to it or heard it from the voice of the passion. Because I want us to get this. I want us to know it. I want it to get down into the very depths of our spirit. Alright? This is spiritual. We need this in our spirit because the things that's going on now is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. So we have to come and get this stuff in our spirit. Here we go. Starting with the voice. Even in the unending shadows of death's darkness. He's talking about, that's pretty deep. He's talking about even in the midst of death's darkness. He says, I am not overcome by fear. And the reason that he's not overcome by fear, you all listen to me. The reason that you are not going to be overcome by fear, the reason that I'm not going to be overcome by fear, because the scripture says God did not put the spirit of fear in us. So if God did not put the spirit of fear in us, we got to figure out where it's coming from. Are you you with me? The scripture says God did not put the spirit fear in man. It says man. And men and women, y'all listening to me, God did not put the spirit of fear in you. So when fear knocks on your door, you need to know that that's not God knocking on your door. All right? Keep going, please. Then he says, because you are with me in those dark moments. And see, he said, because you are with me in these dark moments. In the darkest time of your life, always remember, God is there. And he's your light through whatever darkness you through. He is there. Sometimes we wonder, where is God? He's there. He, he's there all the time. When you go through situations, I'm telling you, I've been there and done that. With every situation I have gone through, from chemo to, uh, to the operations, and you all remember the bone cancer a couple years ago, going through all of this stuff, it was a very easy transition for me because in the midst of all of the pain and in the midst of confusion and chaos when they were trying to figure out things, God was there. God was there. You see? Because fear brings on anxiety and fear brings on stress. And when you get anxiety and stress, it will confuse you. And anxiety and stress, if you're not careful, is a is a weapon that the Satan will use, uh, and it will cause you to question your very being, and it will cause you to question your relationship with God. Right. right. Are you with me? He is near with your with his protection and guidance, and he is comforted. And he is near with well, he's he's near to protect you and guide you and to comfort you. In the midst of no matter what your situation is, He is there to guide you and to protect you. And many of you that's listening to me, wherever you at, you listen to me, look at some of the things that you got through. How was you feeling me? Felt lost? What am I going to do? Settle down and ask God to take you over and He will guide you and comfort you. There's. Let me tell you something. Too many people try sometimes other people can't give you what you need. You need God to guide you. He will guide you and comfort you and he will send the right people to you. Listen to me. God can use it. Yes, he can. God can use an unsaved person to comfort a saved person because he can use anybody as a vessel he wants to use. There have been times that people have talked to me, non-Christian people, non-church people have talked to me and God has spoke to them that has comforted me and gave me guidance. Do you understand? So here's what we're doing here. But no matter how, this is passion, this is me speaking to you. I want you to get it. No matter how dark it's getting, no matter how confusing it's getting, you've got this political thing going on, all of this is going on, God will protect you and he will guide you and he will comfort you. Even when you go to vote for whoever you're going to vote for, even who you go to vote, he will guide you in who you need to vote for. Do you understand what I'm saying? If he's either in control or he ain't out in control. And so sometimes I don't I hear people say, I don't know what to do. I'm confused. Well the Holy Ghost is not confused. The Holy Spirit knows what to do. Then the Holy Ghost will lead. If he can lead and guide you in all and all everything else, he can lead and guide you in the polls. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you you y'all with me? Amen. And sometimes you get bad news and we look to other people. Oh, God will guide you and comfort you with, with that. He's had people to come in and comfort me and guide me in times when, even as a pastor, in times when I'm like, how am I gonna do? You know, how am I gonna handle this? What are we gonna do? Right. You see, I'm waiting on his guiding me and 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 comforting me to uh, know when to bring people back into this building. Right. And then how to do it. Right. We have two services. We have one service. Right. What are we gonna do? Now we just do seniors because seniors, most of these people are different they won't have my like ten ten people in here but it's okay to do that because this is i thought about this is what we need to do you see and I under God's guidance is coming and you all that trust trust God you will trust the person that he's put in the pulpit uh, to take care of you according to God's will for you. Alright here we go the passion I believe Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness. And even when your what? Takes me through the valley of deepest darkness. Uh, God's going to take care of you. Right. God's going to take. I mean, I mean, we need to. Even in what? Mm-hmm. I mean, what in the deepest about. darkness. In the deepest darkness. Right. Sometimes the darkness is what? Deep. It's deep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But God will do what?
0: That's right. Keep going. Fear will never conquer me. So here's the thing. Fear will never conquer me. Fear will never conquer me. I want you all to hear what I'm talking about. Fear will never conquer me. Because guess what? I only want in my life what God puts in my life. God did not put the Spirit's fear in my life. So I'm not going to take that into my life. Right? God doesn't put fear in my life. God puts courage in my life. Right, so I'm not. I'm going to be comforted because I'm going to listen to what God's word says. He said that I will not give you fear. So therefore, fear cannot come into my life. Mm-hmm. Period. Listen, go by His word. Go by God's word. Use God's word in your life. I mean, lean on God's word. I mean, respect God's word. Chew on God's word. Pray on God's word, and it will strengthen you. What I have now? All right. All right. You will remain close to me. All the way. And see, I'm uh it, you remain what? Close. Close to me. And lead me. And lead me all and the way. way. You see? So this is what we're at. We're at the point in our life where things are going on, but I need God to lead me. I want him close to me. Right. And I want him to lead me in everything that I'm doing, in every direction in my life. You see what I'm saying? That's right. What am I at, The passion? Or what am I at? The passion. Okay? Then he says, Your authority is my strength and my peace. Get this. God's authority is my strength and my peace. Ain't nothing like peace of mind. Uh-huh. There ain't nothing like peace of mind. But God's authority is my strength. Yes, it is. And when you run out, as I keep calling that the second wind, God is my authority, He is my strength, and He is my peace one. the comfort of your love takes away my fear the comfort of God's love the comfort of God's love takes away my fear I mean, we just got to read God said he would not he would stand with us God says he will strengthen us so the comfort of his love will take away all fear do you understand yes, then he says I'll never be lonely for you are here and I love you. I, people can't be alone. He's near. Amen. God's near. You see, sometimes when you're going through things and we look at every place in the right, looking all over the place. right here. He's right there you. God is near. He said with me. Lord, I'll always be with you. He said that. Trust that. Trust that. Be able to teach other people that. The best teachers around you or people the best teachers? People around you, your teachers. Good ones and the bad ones. Be a teacher. Let there are people walking in the darkness out there. There are people confused out there. There are people depressed out there. There are people stressed out out there. Be a guide in life. Be a guide. Be a guide. Sometimes we do too much asking God. For stuff, no, we need to go out and give. Give advice. Give comfort. Elevate people. Tell them it's going to be all right. Teach them these things that you heard today. Mm -hmm. All right? So now, Pastor, we're going to turn to your favorite scripture, which is Psalms 27. We're going to do Psalms 27. And see, a lot of times, I never get even to 30 minutes. You see? Sometimes you I don't know if you ever go to a restaurant and eat too much food. Oh, yeah. And you get what they call them doggy bags. You just call them you just go, I want to call them doggy bags. You wouldn't give the food to the dog. That's what you call either, you but that's what they call it, right? You see, so we don't, we don't I don't want y'all to have any doggy bags. I don't want you to give this good food, but I'm giving you to the dogs. Right. <laughs> you see, do give you just enough to eat. Right. Uh, to fill you up. and, and Take it home in your stomach or in your spirit. Right. You see? So sometimes I know people I've been uh known as people say, so you know, sometimes Pastor feels he ain't very long with that. So you can't be late going to church. But if you he ain't gonna be no hour 45 minutes, anyway, yeah, he, he may give you a 15 minute. So somebody someone told me once, Pastor, you give uh, short sermon, sermon I said, no, no. A is a sermon of five minutes. If you the Holy Ghost school, you ought to be done. That's right. you see you understand what I'm saying ok and this is this. I use this all the time for me I use this all the time I wouldn't give you anything that didn't work for me this works for me you see this, this is a great scripture I'll do it the, light, the Lord is my light and my salvation I just love that and then it says whom should I fear the Lord is my light and my salvation whom should I fear and this is I do this sometimes the Lord is my light and my salvation what should I fear how can I fear when the Lord is my light and my salvation? Who's bigger than the Lord? Let me tell you, just stop in here. He's to gave you your authority and your strength comes from the Lord. If your authority and your strength come from the Lord and you believe that, then the Lord is your light of salvation. Who should you fear? You see, some people love, let's just talk sports. Some people love, let's talk football, because football's right now. Some people love to play the game, they ain't afraid of the other team. Because they want to show their strength. This time. I know when we don't know they say the way kids, say, it's, time to right. it's time to show out. It's time to show out. It's time to show us. When fear comes in, it's time for you to make Satan alive because you will not accept fear in your life. Because you have authority over him, and if you have authority over him, then you have authority over fear. Because fear comes from him. Because the Bible says God will not put the spirit of fear in men and women. Does it not say that? Amen. And so you have the authority. Sometimes when that fear gets ready to get in your spirit, you need to say, "Lose me, savior." You have no place in my life. I will not accept fear because it's not of God. The Word of God says, "I will not put fear in man." And if God will not put fear in man, then you cannot live in this man. You got to find someplace else to live. All right. And then just down to the point, like the Lord is my strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of your life. He is the strength of your life. Life. The Lord is the strength of your life whom should I be afraid whom should I be afraid of? Fear, okay, bursts a person being afraid. We don't do that in here. We don't do that in here. The Lord is our strength of my life, whom should I be When God is the strength of your life, who are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? You mean, uh, many times, uh, you, we have things that we go through and, and they'll tell you some news and somebody, some people I, we've had, you now we've had some people in our, our congregation that's had this virus, they've gone over it. And we've got some people right now in the hospital not with the virus, but some other stuff going on. And they've called, they've gotten prayer, and this is the first time, the very first thing I let them know, God's got this in control. And God didn't put them in there, they put themselves in there, got them in situations, and this life sometimes them you in there. You see, some people, if you look around, you don't see the first lady this morning, in, in here, where she even sat. The first lady got uh, surgery on her both feet, uh, Friday. And so that's why she's not here. Cause she's the only person I know who will get him on both feet, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, she's not. She's doing very well. Don't touch her until I get through. She's doing very well because, you know, she had to get them done because she had to wear certain kind of shoes, and uh, you know her. So she says, no, I got to get this done. i get getting both done at the same time and get it over. Right. Well, everything is, went through good. Everything is fine. She's doing fine. Uh, she was up this morning. We were watching different TV earlier this morning watching different preachers and when I was leaving the house we was talking about the glory of God the power of God and she was getting ready to shout. and said you good wasted and so she's doing well because we understand we understand that that God in God's God will bless you and take care of you from the top of your head to the bottom of your yes, head. He will. Yes, yes he will God, And there's going to be some wicked things come against you. Do you have my flesh? My enemies and my foes, guess what? They're going to stumble and fall. Right. This is scripture. Yes. They are going to stumble and fall. We, and it, listen, it says, when the enemies came, this is telling you that sometimes the wicked is going to come to try to find you. Mm-hmm. Satan does everything he can to tie us up. To confuse us and to bring us in chaos. He wants us to get our minds off God and our minds off our circumstances and our situation. But not us. Not us. See, the worst thing to be an enemy of a person in Christ's temple of God is a bad thing because you're going to stumble in the That's exactly. right. Amen. 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 All right, here we go. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. And this is David talking again. David says it doesn't matter how many a whole army can come. To me. He said my heart's never fear. The reason his heart is not going to fear, he's living on God's promises. This is what this is telling us today. He, God is your strength. God is your power. Yes, God, you have the authority. You have the power, of attorney, to use the power that Jesus Christ used when He walked on earth. You've got that same power. To, so you don't need. To be feared, anything. That's right. It is strange that there's all these scriptures that are telling us this morning, "Quit fearing stuff." That's right. Quit. The wars may rise against me, and this I will be confident. In. The reason that you're going to be confident, there's nothing that come after you that's bigger than you. That's right. Because that's right. God's in you. Yes, sir. There ain't nothing bigger than God. So, so it doesn't matter how many backbiters, underminers, liars, gossipers, You gonna win. Yes. Yes. That's scripture. That's right. You see, people are on that bottom. You need to tell them be careful what you talk about. (laughs) Me. Remember my old saying: It doesn't matter what people think about you and say about you. It only matters what you think about them and say about them. That's what gets you in trouble. They're already in trouble. You just read that again, so my people can get that for real. All right. Though an army may camp against me, my heart shall not fear. And so, no matter how many people come against you, your heart won't fear. Right. Right. And even if war rise against you, in this you will be confident. And if, no matter what, no matter what comes up in this, we're going to be confident. It's just another time for us to inherit a victory. Yes. Right. Amen. You see, we get to the point where we yeah. laugh at it. You know, good Christian said, okay, I got that. Well, I don't know where he's coming. Whatever he comes with, he's going to take that right back where he came from. All right. You see? All right. And in verse 14, he says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And, I, and this is what we're about wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. God gives us courage, Satan gives us fear. And God will give us courage. And he shall strengthen our hearts. Wait on the Lord, I say. That's what I'm telling you today. No matter what your situation is, no matter how bad it seems right now, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And the reason you can be of good courage is because you're living on his word. Yeah. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord, I say. That's where it's at. Because I know maybe some people are listening. You're going through something right now. You're going through a dark time, a tough time. Wait on the Lord. He will give you the courage. The Bible says, wait. He says, I say on the Lord. Amen? Amen. Verse 14 from the Passion puts it this way. Here's what I've learned through it all. And this is me. I can tell you this. Through all the stuff I've been through in these 74 years Mm -hmm. and through all the things that I've been through and and dealing with this, I call it the demon of cancer. I've learned this. Don't (laughs) give up. Yes. Yes. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. I've learned it when there's been some ups and downs in my life, but I've learned this: don't give up. up, I don't know what you're going through in your life, but I'm telling you: don't give up. Wait on the Lord. Don't give up. Next. And the next one is: don't be impatient. Don't be impatient. Wait on Him. Wait on Him. Because sometimes he wants you to stay there long enough to get a lesson. But then he'll come. You know, when you're kids, uh, kids would watch the movies and the cavalry would come. Always on time, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, God's like that. You know, the old folks, you say, he may not come when you want him. But on time. I'm going to wait on it. Now, see, when you get impatient, you start putting self in it. You try to figure it out yourself, and then you just wait on it. Sometimes you need to tell me, what are you going to do? going to wait on the Lord. It's going to no? yeah. oh, so wait All right, here we go. Be entwined as one with the Lord. And be, be have the intimacy with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Be brave and courageous. Christ said, well, Lord, be brave and courageous. Right now, a, 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 a scared world, a world that's living in fear, needs some courageous people. They need some courageous people. You see? and we'll never lose hope. We don't lose hope. You see, everything's gonna be alright. Hmm. All right. Everything's gonna be alright. We don't lose hope, alright? Yes, keep on waiting, for He will never disappoint you. Well, I'm gonna keep on waiting because God will never disappoint me. And He's never disappointed me in my life. There's never been a time when God has disappointed me. There's been times when I went through things, situations, and circumstances and I didn't know why, and I asked why, but I got through crying and wondering, just wait, be still. Wait on me. Be still. Wait on me. And every time, he came back to Calvary. Yes. And fought that battle. Yes, sir. You see? Amen. All right. The yeah. Passion? Yes, Psalms 18, verse 28 from the Passion. God, all at once, you turn on a floodlight for me. I've been walking in darkness in my life in a whole lot of darkness once I gave my life to Christ he turned the floodlight on. Mm-hmm. You ever fumble your way through life? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Then you get with God he turns that floodlight on. Sometimes we can tell you talk. Sometimes when you try to figure out who put it in your life you can't figure it out you ask God he put a spotlight on see clearly now. Hmm. The rain is gone. Yeah. All these obstacles in my way to see through me. Sometimes the spotlight comes back on me. Yes, sir. Alright. You are the revelation light in my darkness. God, you are the revelation light in my darkness. What that means when I'm walking in darkness, God gives me a spiritual revelation. It turns the light on. Lights up my path. Say, no, you need to go this way. You see? That's exactly what it says. And in your brightness, I can see the path ahead. In the brightness of God, I can see the path ahead. Right? Do you know something? Listen to me. Christ of the North, Christ of the North, friends, this church. you Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my, Lord, strength of my life. Whom should I be afraid? Shall I be afraid? When, the came me when the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, to eat up my, flesh. my enemy is my foes. My enemy is my foes. They, stumbled and they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, Lord, my, against against my heart shall not fear. My heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me. The war may rise against me. In this, in this, I will be confident. I will be confident. I will wait on the Lord. I will wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Be of good courage. And He shall strengthen my heart. And He shall strengthen my heart. I will wait on the Lord. I will wait on the Lord. And all in agreement said, "Amen." here, us right here, to denounce Satan and all his activities and all his strategies against Christ Temple North members and Christ Temple North friends. We're coming big time now. We're, we believe it. We're strong enough that if we say it in our faith, it will be so. And we're asking that Christ Temple North people, that dark cloud that's been over the sickness and some of the things that's been going on in this church, we denounce Satan and his activity. We denounce it. And we want the people of Christ turned and friends to be able to see the light. And let that flood light show them what you have stored under them and it'll be a beautiful and wonderful thing. And we're just looking for that life and life more abundant and that light will show us that we have, have, shown me that we have a great future as individuals and as a church. And I, I agree with it. I will back off of it. And this is my prayer and praise. And I thank you for the opportunity to say thank you before it even happens. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Because, because, because.